The focus of this parak is the process of chalitza done in base din, and the Mishnah begins by listing three ways in which the chalitza is done, which ideally midrabbanon it should not be done in this way. However, if it is done, then it is valid. Firstly, if the Shemaris Yom performs chalitza, she takes off the shoe from the Yavam when he is wearing a leather sandal which is not his. Ideally, this should not be done because it will lead to somebody using a shoe which doesn't fit him at all, which we'll see in the continuation of the Mishnah would be invalid. So ideally, it should only be his own shoe. However, the Eved, once he has done it, once they've done it in this way, so as long as the shoe does fit him, it will be valid. Secondly, if the main sole of the sandal is made of wood, and it's only covered in leather, the chalitza is valid, since this is made of leather at the end of the day. It is considered to be a leather shoe. However, with Jabon on it should ideally not be used in case somebody comes to use a fully wooden sandal without the leather covering. And thirdly, we shall smell by Yomin if somebody uses a shoe which is meant for the left foot on his right foot. The chalitza is valid, however, this should not be done in case somebody comes to do chalitza with the shoe which he is wearing on his left foot. The Torah says that she should take his shoe off of his foot, and it's learned from Sukkim elsewhere that the word regel refers to the right foot. So if we allow them to use a left shoe on his right foot, then they might come to use the shoe which is actually on his left foot. And therefore, ideally, it should not be done in this way, but if it was done like that, since at the end of the day, he did take it off of his right foot, the chalitza is valid. Now, that same posuk, that she should take his shoe off of his foot, the fact that the Torah says his shoe, that doesn't mean that it has to be that he owns the shoe. We already saw at the beginning of this Mishnah that if he uses a shoe which doesn't belong to him, it is valid. Rather, the reason why the Torah says it's his shoe is to teach that it has to be a shoe which fits him properly. So the Mishnah says, if she did chalitza, she took off his shoe, and his shoe was a big shoe. It was too big for him, but he is still able to use it for walking. Or he was wearing a shoe which was too small for him, but it still covers the majority of his foot. Although it might be not an ideal shoe, at the end of the day, he still can use it, and it's considered to be fit for him, so her chalitza would be valid. However, ideally, a regular shoe which fits him properly should be used. Now, the halacha is that a court case may not be begun at night. However, if it began at day, then the last verdict, it can be completed during the night. Now, chalitza is an unusual case in court, in the basin, where it's only really one stage. They perform the chalitza in basin, and that in itself completes the entire process. For example, as soon as she has done chalitza, she is then able to receive her kasuba, the money which she receives upon being divorced or when her husband dies. So on the one hand, the chalitza is considered to be the end of a Bastin's case. On the other hand, before that, she hasn't done anything. So it's considered similar to the beginning of a court case. So according to the Tanakhama, if she did the chalitza during the night, then it is valid, since according to the Tanakhama, it's more similar to the end verdict in a regular court case. But for Rebbe Leza Pesa, Rebbe says it's invalid, since at the end of the day, you're only starting it now. 
and it's forbidden to start a case in Beistin during the night. Alright, Basmoil. If they do the Chalitza with the shoe which he's wearing on his left foot, then Chalitza is a Pesula. Then the Chalitza is invalid because as we explained, the word Ragloi, we learn from Pesukim elsewhere, refers specifically to his right foot. However, Rebeliezer Machshir, Rebeliezer says that it is valid because he does not learn the Pesukim like that. And therefore he says as long as you take the shoe off his foot, it doesn't matter which foot it is. It follows, by the way, that according to Rebeliezer, the case we had in the beginning of the Mishnah, where he is wearing his left shoe on his right foot, according to Rebeliezer, that would be valid even ideally because there is no reason to be concerned that he'll end up doing Chalitza with his left foot because that's permitted. So it's not just that the Chalitza will be valid mit Bidi Eved, if they do it like that, but even Lechat even ideally it can be done in that way. Mr. Gimbal, the process of Chalitza contains within it three stages. Firstly, of course, the Chalitza itself, where she takes the shoe off of the Yovim's foot. The second thing which the Torah says is v'yorkobofonov, that she should spit in front of the Yovim. And the third thing is that they should read certain psukim from the Torah. And all of these stages will be discussed in the coming Mishnayas, the order of proceedings. But for now, the Mishnah says, Chultz of Rokka. If she did the Chalitza part, the taking off of the shoe, and she spat, but she didn't read the Pesukim. Her Chalitza is valid, although ideally the Pesukim should be read. That is not an essential part of the Chalitza to free her to be able to marry somebody else. If she read the Pesukim and spat, but she didn't do the actual Chalitza of taking the shoe off, then her Chalitza is valid because the main part of the Chalitza is the actual taking off of the shoe. That's the reason why it's called Chalitza. Now what happens if Chultz of a Kara, she did the taking off of the shoe and she read the Pesukim of Rakaka, but she did not spit in front of the Yavam. Rebeliezer, Rebeliezer says Chalitza is a Pesula, her Chalitza is invalid. Rebeliezer, Rebeliezer says Chalitza is a Kashira, her Chalitza is valid. Oh my Rebeliezer, Rebeliezer said, I'm going to prove to you that it's invalid without the spitting. The Torah says, Kocho ye'ose lo'ish, ashali yivnes beis ochiv. Kocho ye'ose. Such shall be done to a man who does not build his fa- his brother's legacy in his household, referring to the Yovon who decided to do Chalitza. So the fact that the Torah says, Such shall be done, we see that the Torah is being particular that any action involved in the Chalitza process must be done. It has to be done like this. Now the reading of the Pesukim, that's not considered to be an action, but the spitting is. Anything which is considered to be a physical action, is essential. And without it, it is not valid. However, Omar Rebbe said to him, From there you're bringing a proof. I'll bring you an exact opposite proof from the same place. The Torah says, Koche ose lo ish. So shall be da- done to the man. Any act which is considered to be an action involving the man, the Yovam, that is essential, and if any of that is missing, then it won't be valid. So the taking taking the shoe off of the Yovam, the Yovam is involved, but spitting, she is the one who spits in front of him, and he's not involved at all. And therefore, says Rabbi Akiva, if she did not spit, then the Chalitza is still valid. Mr. Dalit, although if the Pesukim are not read, the Chalitza is still valid, the Yovam and the Shemais Yovam at least need to be people who are able and have the potential to read the Pesukim. If they're incapable of speaking at all, they don't even have the potential to do so, then the Chalitza would be invalid. Hachesh Nechlatz, a deaf and dumb man, who is the Yovam, and Chalitza was performed with him, the Hachereshes Shechultza. 
and Ishmael Yovam, who was deaf and dumb, who performed Chalitza, the Chalitz Lakoton, and Ishmael Yovam, who performs Chalitza with a Yovam, who is a child under the age of Barabbas Mitzvah, Chalitza's Psula, her Chalitza is invalid. A child does not have a sufficient level of understanding to be able to understand what legal significance the Chalitza has, and his actions don't carry with it any significance halachically, and therefore the Chalitza is invalid. Some actually explain that that's the reason for the deaf and dumb person as well, that halachically the actions don't carry with it any significance, and therefore the Chalitza would not be valid and she would still be forbidden to marry anybody else. And the Mishnah says the exact same thing applies if the Shmeres Yovam is under the age of Bas Mitzvah. Ketana Shecholza, a young Shmeres Yovam who performs Chalitza, Tachlis Mishetagdil, she would need to receive Chalitza again once she grows up and becomes the age of Bas Mitzvah before marrying somebody else, Vim Loicholza. And if she does not receive Chalitza again, then Chalitza is a Pasula. Her Chalitza is indeed invalid, and she would still be forbidden to marry somebody else before receiving Chalitza again. Mishnahail, though we learned at the beginning of this parak, the Midaraisa three judges are required on the Bastin who are present when she performs Chalitza. And the Jabonon five are required in order that the news gets out and she'll be known as a Chalutza, so a Kohen won't come to marry her. And at the same time, people will know that she is now free to marry somebody else and it'll be easier for her to get married. We're going to see in this Mishnah an alternative opinion. But first, we're going with the opinion of the first Mishnah. That is the opinion of the Tanakama Chalutza Bishnayim. If she performed Chalitza in front of two people, a Bishlesha, or in front of three people, but Venimtza Echamehem Kari one of the members of the Bastin is found to be related to one of them, in which case he's an invalid judge, he cannot be on the base din, or he's invalid for a different reason. For example, he is found to be a Russia who has performed certain Averis which would invalidate him from being on the base din. So if that happens to one of them, you're now left with only two valid judges, and as such, Chalitza Pasula, her Chalitza would be invalid, because we require three judges. But Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yechen, and Sandler Machshirin, Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yechen and Sandler say that this is a valid Chalitza, because as we're about to see in the following story, a base din is not actually required for the process of Chalitza. There was a story which once happened that a person performed Chalitza between him and her in prison, meaning there were no judges. There were witnesses who saw it happen, but they were not serving as a Bastin, they were just serving as witnesses so that the action would have halachic significance. But there was no Bastin, and this story came in front of Rabbi Akiva, who was actually in that same prison, when the Romans placed him in prison for teaching Torah. The Hichshe and Rabbi Akiva said that this is valid Chalitza, because he was also of the opinion, just like Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yechina Sandlar, that Chalitza does not actually require a basin.